my recording. So I'm just going to jump right into it. So welcome, everybody. Welcome to Drop the Mic, the Chamber podcast. I welcome you. I am Mo Bellavaux. I am your host. I am also the, the, the director of the Greater East Hampton Chamber of Commerce. And this is Drop the Mic. And this is where we get to, I get to have conversations with chamber members, uh, local people of interest, thought leaders, entrepreneurs, business folks, and we get to um, hear who they are, what they do, and most importantly, why they do it. And before we jump into um, our discussion with our guests today, I do want to make a shout out to East Hampton Media. I want to thank them for partnering with the chamber and helping us make this the best um, that it can possibly be. They're fantastic. Jen Ramsey over there and her team, um, Ryan Arnold and Tim Riley, they are top-notch professionals and I thank them eternally. So we are on episode nine and we have with us today the director um, of graduate and continuing continuing ed administration of our College of the Lady of the Elms, Nancy Davis. Did I get that right, Nancy Davis? Hi, Mo. Admission. Hi. So I'm admissions. I'm not, I don't administra- administrate the whole college, <laughs> but I'm admissions. So nice. I help us, you know, bring in this graduate population of students. Nice. Well, welcome and thank you for being here with me today. Thank you for uh, having me. background, Nancy and I have been working together actually for um, quite a few years now. Uh, she um we met through the um women's leadership conference that we do here with the chamber um which is now evolving into uh she leads and we'll be going into our fourth or fifth year as we go next year um so we have a little bit of background and i'm thrilled to chat with her from the moment i met her actually she reached out and made a phone call to me and it was like an instant connection over the phone and i couldn't wait to meet her so I, I called her dear friend and uh, comes from my heart. Um, so how the heck are you, Nancy? Nancy Davis? Yeah, good. good. So far, so good. You know, yeah. we're rolling right along. I mean, higher education is an interesting place to be during, I mean, every place is an interesting place to be as we are in this different world style at the moment. Um, but we certainly have had to roll with a lot of changes and at the same time, make sure that we're providing the best situation for all the students and the staff and the faculty. Um, I would say probably for the graduate admission world that I work in, it, it, it was affected, but it's less affected than a traditional undergraduate style program. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then we also, the other part of my job is I work with all the continuing ed programs. So we have a number of partnerships with the community colleges in the region, and we have on-campus course classes with them on Saturdays. And right now, obviously, most of the community colleges have gone to Zoom town also, or online town. And so that's been I think it's been a bigger challenge for our continuing ed students to sort through um, than our grad students. But I also think that it just, you know, again, different situations, different places, different parts of their lives and, and how that's all working for them. Mm-hmm. So we want to get, I'm going to take a little deeper dive into all of that. But before we do that, I want to get to know you a little bit more, Nancy. How, I would like our, our listeners and our viewers to get to know you a little bit more, um, a little bit of your background. How did you end up uh, where you are? Uh, the short version. Short version? Yeah, okay. like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I guess I, I, I'm gonna go, but I'm gonna go way back for the short version. Okay. So I grew up in a household of teachers and I, really appreciated my parents for being school teachers and everything that they did. But as I was growing up, my father always said, don't be a school teacher, you won't make enough money. <laughs> and so I kind of, um, I, I was the only one of the three girls in my family that took that to heart because my other sisters went into that field. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and that kind of led me down a path of I went into business, but I wasn't sure what avenue to go into. And lo and behold, 
like one step after another, what the, the conclusion is that every single position that I've been in has engaged in helping somebody else get someplace or learn something or develop or grow. And that starts from um, working with the American Institute of Foreign Study and working with summer camp programs and international staff and bringing them over to work in these summer camp programs and then moving into um, the, the National Camping Association for Children and helping families find the right programs for their children during the summer and then going into recruiting, working with people coming out of the military and trying to find their civilian careers to finally full circle coming into education where I thought I would start my life. Mm -hmm. And here I am now and working with students when I, I teach also, and then also helping everyone who's looking for what's the right graduate or continuing education program for me and working with them to come into Elms College. Mm -hmm. I think what I, I find really interesting about you, Nancy, is that you, um, you very much to me embody an entrepreneurial spirit and you bring all of those things that you were just talking about um, and, and you kind of intertwine that with that internet, uh, with that entrepreneurial spirit and helping others rise. And it's really a beautiful thing, you know, Thank and you. helping them to think in those terms, not necessarily directly, but indirectly. Does that make sense? Yes, it does, Mo. One of my favorite comments is, I would rather have somebody not like me than not know me, because mm -hmm. if they don't know me, nothing happens. If they don't like me, I can probably change their mind. Right. Absolutely. That's so like, beautiful. I think, and I appreciate that entrepreneurial, because that's where it's like, I, I, I it, not in the beginning of my career, but as I've moved forward, I am more and more prepared to take any challenge, any chance, you know, and not worry about you know, the failure or success right up front, but just, you know, hey, take a chance, why not? Right, right, I absolutely love that. And I also um, think it's very interesting too that part of your uh, makeup is involved with um, Myers-Briggs certification and DISC. Can you share with our listeners who, what that, those things are? Yes. So Myers-Briggs Type Indicator and the DISC Assessment are both uh, wrapped around personality. And basically, you know, we all have a general understanding of who we are and how we interact. But as we get a, if we can get a deeper understanding of that, we can recognize others' personality styles. And also like when we're working with people, we've all had those situations where there's just somebody who kind of like gets under your skin for certain reasons and you're not quite sure, like it frustrates you every time, but you're like, what am I missing? What am I missing? And maybe it's just because it's a different personality style. And if you know that and you know how you mix with that person, like if you, I don't know, it's, so MBTI and DISC is all about really kind of taking a deeper dive into who we are and how we interact. Very small piece of it, um, an example for me, um, I'm an extrovert in case anybody is confused about that. <laughs> right. Uh, when I first started working here at Elms almost 10 years ago now, I was walking across campus and I say hello to everybody, right? So I'm like walking across campus and I'm like right in students' faces like, hello, how are you? It's a beautiful day. And what I've learned over the years, and especially because of the work that I've done with personalities, is recognizing that that doesn't work for everybody. I think that I'm being welcoming because I'm being like that. That's my, that was my initial reaction. But now I understand that I just need to kind of like check out my surroundings of the other people's styles and see how that, you know, how, how that mixes. I don't want to scare them away because right I, well I think uh, you know I as well if there's you know the world's biggest secret you know that I am an extrovert as well however I have been thinking a lot about that during this time and you know I'm running up and hugging everybody and it's just my nature and um, but moving forward um, 
that that's over and you know folks are really not you know it's going to it's a whole different thing and i can't just go about that way you know i need to be respectful of our new situation and how folks might be uh i hate to use this dramatic word but um scarred you know no matter yes. how far down the road we get that's going to be like whoa, whoa you know I, i'm anticipating but I think that's yeah. interesting. Well, and, and that kind of goes along with, I mean, just, you know, it, it, even in broader picture of like understanding people and, and recognizing the different settings that you're in. So when I teach um, undergraduate students, I, at the beginning of the semester, I always talk about like the way that I can, up until this point, had connected also with students, like we're working on something in class and I'm looking over your shoulder at your computer, I might put my hand on your shoulder, but I also recognize that that could be very uncomfortable for somebody, so I'm very conscious of it. And I talk about it, in, I talk about it up front in class and, and how that, you know, this is who I am and this is my style and I don't wanna make anybody uncomfortable. And then also then on the other side of it, recognizing that somebody might be even too uncomfortable to say to me, like, I wish you wouldn't do that. Yes. Right. So just yeah. all of those deep dives into, you know, helping us understand each other better. And I always also talk to everyone with the MBTI and the DISC about how nice it is to have people who are not the same style as you. Right. Because that's where you really get the best work done. Right. Right. I think also, too, I, this, I was having this thought while you were talking about um, DISC and Myers-Briggs, and I feel like um those two um philosophies help to strengthen our creative mind which is a muscle right because you're thinking Agreed. in a new a new way and you're moving through the world hopefully in a new way right so i think that's really fascinating and i love that stuff yes awesome. yes. so um really can't get around i mean touching base touching it on the fringes here but the whole covid thing we're you know we're having this conversation now we're into october which is what month number what eight Ugh. seven i'm trying not to count anymore yeah and so um and here we are and i'm wondering um nancy how has this you know, what we thought was, a, it was only going to be a couple of weeks, you know, in the very beginning, we're like, oh yeah, it's only a couple of weeks. Like, how has this, um, has it changed you? Has it changed you personally? And then maybe we can talk about how it maybe has changed how you go about your work and we can talk about it a little bit more um, and how it's maybe changed the college. Yeah, so just, uh, so for me personally, um, you know, I guess in the beginning stages of all of this, I kind of, you know, like we found, I, I found some like fun ways to interact and to, you know, do different things. And, you know, I play tennis and my tennis team, we would get together on Zoom and do like some crazy, just we would do some bingo and things like that, just so we could stay connected to each other since we weren't playing. Um, and, you know, in the beginning, that was okay with me. Like I, I was doing okay. Uh, yeah. And as time has gone by, it just, it's kind of like, as everybody else, I'm sure at this point, it's like, you know, you kind of want an end line and we have no end line. And so that's really been my struggle is to just keep on like, okay, it's not like, okay, on December 1st, everything's going to go back to normal. Right. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, I would say I'm on the other side again, like I'm in a good space again. And especially with coming into the office, you know, coming to the school a couple days a week, as much as I don't see tons of people, I still see life, mm. you know, a lot more than I was sitting in my house. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and just kind of, yeah, it's, it's, it's been hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's been hard. Yeah, yeah. And so then many. also even like with other family members, right? So you can't see everybody the way that you want to see them and, and all that kind of stuff. Right, right. Yeah. So um, I'm wondering, has there been a 
shift or a um, evolution or a, a, a maturing of, you know, what, what is it that gets you out of bed, Nancy? What is it that gets you out of bed and, and, and doing that work that you're doing, you know, yes. and you do it with such gusto. Yes. I just love that. Well, thank you. Um, it's funny, it, again, so the class that I teach in undergraduate here at Elms is the career development class. And just the other day, we were having a whole class on being a self-expert and talking about when you go into a career field or a position, recognizing things you like and things you don't like and things you're passionate about, things you're not passionate about, things you're good at, things you're not good at. And so I think the thing for me is that I don't know that I, I knew this in my young career, but I definitely know it now. Like 85% of the things I do every day in my, in my position, I really enjoy. Mm. I enjoy talking to people. I enjoy discussing like, okay, so you've done this part of your education and now look at what you're going to do next and, and how is this going to affect you? What part of that is that that gets you so jazzed? I mean, because just talking about it, you're like, I can feel you're like, woo, starting to get jazzed. But I can, because I just, I see the picture, like I'm always looking at people and saying, there's opportunity, there's opportunity, there's opportunity. And, and really kind of, I, I truly feel that for them. Mm. And so that makes me get more excited every second that I'm talking to them. And whether that's a grad student, um, you know, for the graduate students over the years, I've done presentations on uh, resume revival and talking about like that, I gotta write you know, that down. Looking, resume, right? Um, looking at your resume differently than you did before. It's not a job description. It's right. action. It's all about your highlights and and how fabulous you are. And it's not bragging. If I can't tell you why I'm good, great, fabulous, whatever, why should anybody listen? Right. right? So and, and and the other side that I also talk about a lot is you know go to your best friend and ask them to tell, tell you three things that they think are awesome about you. Yes. And it's so easy for them to do that, but it's so hard for us to do it for ourselves. Isn't it? Yes. So anyway, so I guess back to the original question about what, you know, how come I get, because I just, I see in everybody like opportunity. Mm -hmm. I like how that, and for me, what I hear in that is that potential. The potential of potential, mm -hmm. right? I tell you, I get so excited every year when I get my my uh, day planner, my week, my calendar, because <laughs> it's blank. Yes. And I'm like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? Right? And you know, even though we're in this um, this, I mean, who the heck would have even dreamed that we would be in the middle of a world global pandemic? But even in this. Uh, as much as I'm not digging it, there's a lot of it that I am digging, and there's a I have had over the last seven months um, some really nice moments of self-awareness, yeah, and learning, coming to terms with, surrender, and then almost you know coming into what feels like balance, although I don't have that completely defined yet. Isn't that funny? No, I, I think that that, I, well, I'm not surprised to hear you say that. And I think a lot of people have had kind of that, yeah, it's Love it. coming to, yeah, around to them of different pieces of themselves and different conversations that they weren't having before. Um, you know, I do also want to recognize, I happen to live in a, in a space where it's myself and up until a few weeks ago, it was myself and my son, which my son just joined the army. So he's in Georgia. Yes. Yeah. So that's a whole nother piece of the conversation. But, um, yes. you know, and so I'm, it's just me. And what, what do I want to make that look like? Right. Right. Well, there you go. A new level of potential. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. So um, now I want to talk about how that piece of you ties into 
the elms and yes. how they've had their shift I, to, I don't even want to use that p word pivot um yeah because it makes me pooky but um yeah how that i mean and i think i recognize and correct me if i'm wrong i feel like the elms um our lady of the elms was one of the first colleges that kind of said we are going to be doing back in um in-person classes at some level yeah, I mean, we, wait, we, we waited a minute because we were doing our like a strategic plan around it. And then um, I, and, and then basically said, yes, like, let's see what we can do to get people, get the students back to campus. And I mean, that's what Elms is. Um, that's our foundation, right? Neighbor to neighbor, uh, because we we're founded by the Sisters of St. Joseph. And it's, you know, neighbor to neighbor, always it being inclusive. And so fortunately we were able to figure out how to make this work. And so Elms took on a high flex model. So just as a quick definition of high flex. So basically, um, you know, we do have students that are living on campus. We have different things set up for them in spaces and all that good stuff. But in, ter in terms of class, a student has the option to come to class live or to zoom in live. And they can pick that, they can make that choice on a daily basis. Really? Yes. It's not a, it's not a one and one and done. It's, you can decide today I'm coming to class. I'm not coming to class. Um, I think a lot of professors have done a great job with kind of, they have a better understanding. I mean, there are some classes that have chosen that they're, they are totally, the students said, hey, we're happy Zooming. And that's, you know, that's what we're doing. Um, I think I was starting to tell you, or maybe I wasn't, I'm just telling somebody else this morning that I have uh, the career development class. I have class on Tuesday and Thursday, and I have two to, and at the max, three students that want to come live. So what we've done is we have a Zoom class on Tuesday, and then on Thursday, I do the live class, and those students, those two or three students come into the classroom and they get to be closer to me and I get to be closer to them with our masks on. And then up on the screen is the rest of the class in Zoom Town. Yeah. Nice. So. So I'm guess, guessing, and again, if I'm putting words into this, uh, let me know. But I feel like um, you, on a personal level, and, um, and Our Lady of the Elms had, you know, they kind of, launched into, okay, we need to, there's a situation, we need to take responsibility, we need to do what we need to do to keep this thing uh, going, mm -hmm. um, and classes going, and education going, and you did that, but was there, and, and I think sometimes, you know, we make, we, we're moving through that kind of thing, and then all of a sudden, sometime later, there's that moment, a pivotal moment, or a, where you realize this, this, the game has changed, do you recall having that realization or what that was? Uh, you know, the, the other side of this is having gone into COVID at the end of, you know, in the middle of March, right? And, and going to where we sent everybody home. Mm. Um, I think that's where for, well, I think all higher education found themselves in that situation that it was just enough of last year's school year that we had to scurry to figure out what we were doing and get everybody online really fast. And then we had the summer to kind of like plot through and plan through. I mean, we've done some amazing upgrades to like the technology and to a number of the classrooms and um, you know, just a whole bunch of additions. But when you say that, like, it was there a moment, you know, I've had a ton of ideas running through my head in terms of what this, what this does. And, I, and in terms of the college, I think that, and, and this is my opinion, I think that we're going to walk away with certain environments that even when we come, on the, come out the backside of this, that certain things, it gives us more option, right? Yeah, it, it has given us more options than we had before, um, mm -hmm. with still keeping the Elms College lens on everything. Because you know the model of Elms College in graduate continuing education and traditional undergraduate and online is 
that small group setting so that everybody can have all the attention of the professor and really get to know each other and then and what they're learning and and just really have a very well developed um course and and conversations and things like that and also have other people accessible like we have this whole student success center that right now in this whole pivot of being you know in zoom land and face to face and everything like we have tutors that are online now that we didn't have tutors online before we have um you know the way our advising is done like there's just a whole bunch of pieces of the puzzle that we have come to the other side of and i think afterwards like i said certain things will will remain yeah um and make us better yeah i think that's true and i've had conversations with some of um our other um some other businesses here in town and some of our other members and i was kind of apprehensive having conversations but i but at Ultimately, the conversations were positive because although it kind of initially threw us for a loop, there were many folks who had said to me, you know what, well, I've instituted this, these new things within my business and um, there's certain things that I'm not going to let go of now because it just makes us and me better. Yeah. Right? And so I, that's, that's, a, that's a pretty cool thing. You know, we're one of the things for graduate admission um, at Elms, we're very excited and pleased about the information sessions that we've been doing. And we've had a really good turnout in terms of people coming on Zoom and mm. doing the information sessions, where sometimes when you say, okay, well, at five to seven on this night during this month, you show up so that you can get your information, that may not be as easy for people to say, I can get on Zoom and I can right. do this information session. Right. And especially as we all become technical wizards, and right. I, I really would say, you know, I love going online and using the breakout rooms and things like that, and mm -hmm. um, appreciate that, that learning that I've done too in technology. Mm -hmm. um, I wanna shift just a little bit. I wanna kinda go back to another piece of you that I think is really interesting is, and it's how involved you are with, um, many, many other things. And um, the Women's Conference being one of them, she leads um, with the chamber. And then um, Young YPS, is that yes. it? Young yes, yes. Um, so, you know, and I, there's probably others that I don't even know about that you're involved with. And what is it, why? Why do you get involved with all these extracurricular and they're not actually extracurricular. I shouldn't even use that term, but I'm not at a loss for a term. I think, well, I think um, I, I like being around people. I mean, mm -hmm. just like it's in the simplest form, right? I like being with people. I like meeting new people. And then as my, um, my career here at Elms developed, I saw opportunity, like I love my engagement with the community. So that's where getting involved with you and with She Leads and with the chambers. And then when uh, uh, the opportunity came to get involved with the young professionals of Greater Springfield, you know, the funny backstory there is that I wanted to get involved with them. This is back when I was working in business development for our MBA program. And I said, you know, we need to do something with them because here's all these young people that right. are possibly ready to make the next step in their education and so forth. And when I met with them, I just really loved the, the vibe that I got and, and the, what they were trying to accomplish in terms of helping all these young people in the community get more involved in their community. So then I went back to them oh gosh, it was probably a couple of months after we started to set up a sponsorship. And I said, so have you ever thought of having an elder states person <laughs> on your board? <laughs> right? Because I am young at heart, always and forever. Absolutely. Age-wise, I happen to be a little bit older than them, but that idea was well taken. So then I was invited to take part in the board. And you know, I haven't looked back since and I love it. Nice. So what is it, you know, I, I know all of the things that you bring to the table and that you get to share with us, but what, how, what have you gotten from those experiences? Um, 
I've learned so much. I really have learned, you know, just the old story of be quiet, listen, then listen some more, then listen some more. Mm. And so when I've been able to sit back and keep my mouth shut for an extended period of time, just yeah. the easiest thing for me to do. Trust um, me, get it. I learn so much from all these people that I spend my time around and just if different value points and, you know, in a whole bunch of ways, things I learned for myself personally, things I learn, you know, that are, that are more in general and things I learn about each one of these individuals and where they come from and how they got where they are. And everybody's different story is so valuable to me mm. in recognizing like we are all so different, but we can mm. all come together. Mm -hmm. Wow. Very nice. I, um, how do you think the, so those experiences, those things that you're involved with and, you know, the last seven months, how do you think that, that those things have changed you? Let's play, let's take it in little bites, you know, like, let's talk about the COVID thing. Like, how is that, has that changed you at all? Um, I've been eating too much. Well, and that's probably like the rest of us, right? I just made Irish soda bread yesterday and I'm like, <laughs> half a loaf in. <laughs> I'm going to look like a loaf. <laughs> um, I, you know, it's made me, I, I, it's made me take pause Anytime I'm talking with someone, and especially if I feel like I hear any, um, that anything's going on with someone. So I've really had to, you know, I, I am in a leadership role here at Elms. I do have a team and I have to listen so closely for how everybody's feeling. And, mm -hmm. and you know, I, I feel like I, I believe that I was doing that before, but now it's at it just it's at a, a such a heightened level of really paying attention to every you know like nuance of how people are having conversations with you. Um, in the beginning, even when we were making the decisions about being back on campus and and what that would look like, and and you know we have a mixture here at Elms of who who's on campus and everybody all the staff has. Um, is on campus at some point in time, but based on the needs of the department, there's a little bit of flex going on in terms of when and where and, 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 and how it happens. And I could see in different parts of my team who needed extra support in figuring mm -hmm. out how to make that happen and being comfortable to do it. Mm -hmm. You it's made me more, it, it, it's made me look even closer. Mm -hmm. at each situation to make sure that I'm not make it coming to a snap judgment mm -hmm. or a snap decision. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting um, thing, you know, especially, uh, you know, I can tend, I know about myself, I can tend, I can be very instant gratification oriented. <laughs> which help, which also influences, <laughs> oh, I need to, I need to respond to this email right now right it's that whole and mm. you, you, no you don't and we can take a little we can right now I, I think the whole message is is that we need to be slowing down obviously well, I, so let me just throw in one business thing that i think you'll find interesting if you don't use it already um i want to also say you know my the the leader of my ship who's our vice president of enrollment management and marketing his name's john scully he has been really great with the team and reminding us that we still need, we need to find some balance, you know, that work-life balance. He's talked about like still planning to take a vacation and knowing that maybe you can't go anyplace, but you still need to take that time to kind of like recharge, regroup, even if you're, it's a staycation. Yeah. Um, thinking about when you're sending out emails because everybody's work and home lives have so crossed over and, you know, I already knew that from another story of working. I had a home office for five years. So, you know, hearing the phone ring at nine o'clock at night in the office and thinking I need to run in and answer it. Right. Whereas now 
one of the things that we talked about and I learned how to use and, and love is on, um, on our Gmail, if, you, if I am writing an email at 1130 at night, I don't hit send. I schedule it to go out the next morning at 8.30 or 9 o'clock. Oh. Because I don't want to make anybody feel uncomfortable or awkward either that like, oh, well, Nancy's working. working at 11.30 at night, so maybe I should be working at 11.30 at night. And that's not the case. It's yeah. just that maybe I had something else going on during the day and took a couple of hours to do something else, and now I'm just coming back to it. Right. Or maybe I've been insomniac <laughs> and I'm answering right. emails at 3 o'clock in the morning. Right. Has this whole experience um, shifted how you see the world? Um, it has shifted how I see in, it, well, let me answer it this way to start with. Um, I have tickets to go to a comedy show. And I bought those tickets last February. The show was supposed to be in May at Symphony Hall. Mm. And I was really excited um, because there's these two female comics that are just hysterical and I can't wait till I get to see them. Um, so of course it was canceled and then it was moved to August. And I thought, okay, great, we'll just go in August, no problem. And then all of a sudden, as August started to get closer, I was like, oh, you know what? This is not happening. And it got moved to January. Mm. And even in September, I was like, uh, January's not going to happen. So now it's been moved to next September. And I just think about in the environment of being near people. So I have a little tribe at this point. I have people that I spend time with that I'm right. comfortable, like I, they know where we've been. And I don't yeah. know if part of this is psychological because just as easily they could bump into somebody and not know that right. they have COVID and then I'm spending time with them. But when I'm in a setting where there's a lot of people I don't know, I can feel a different level of anxiety that I never felt before. Right. Yeah. Because I don't know how those people are taking care of themselves. So I don't, I try not to put myself in those situations. Mm-hmm. So, so you, that's, how you, that's how you see the world differently. Do you see yourself differently? Um, I, I see myself differently because I don't think of myself as an anxious person in any way, shape, or form. And the fact that I do get anxious around someone or the other day, I have to say, I ran into um, the gas station store really quickly and I ran in without my mask on. And I was like beside myself. I like, I was like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like I felt yeah. so, so like I was, it was a total accident. Yeah. And the guy behind the counter was like, no problem. I'll be like, it is a problem. I said, because I would have a problem if it was somebody else. And I like yeah. turned around, walked back out, got my mask and went back in. Yeah. But it just, it, I was so surprised at how freaked out it got me. Oh, I totally get it. I had the um, UPS man came up to the door yesterday and it was a return. So he, so we had to have a slight interaction and I opened the door and I re instantly realized I didn't have my mask on. He had his, he had gloves. I was like, Oh my God. I, I was like having like, Oh my God. You know? So I run back, you know, it was horrible. <laughs> and it was, you know, yeah. not a big deal, but in my mind it was a big deal. Yeah. So just like that anxious stuff. So go, like, so my son, right. So he's in Georgia now with the army and I'm thinking about, he just, he was able to call me and he said, it looks like there, that we may have live graduation from boot camp." And I'm like, well, that's super exciting. So one of the things though, that keeps going on my mind is I don't really want to go on a plane, yeah. you know? And, and I'm like, granted, I'm a driver. Like I'll be happy to get in the car and drive all the way to Georgia. But I've been asking people who have flown what it's been like, because I want to make sure that I have all my details before yeah. I make, but I'm just... I don't know. So that's where usually I'd be like somebody who'd say, yeah, let's fly. Let's go. Let's do whatever. And so I guess it is making me more tentative yeah. about well, things. But I also think that that's, um, I find it more that I don't want to be the person who potentially can get somebody else sick. Yeah. 
I don't want to be the epicenter of some bad news <laughs> for somebody else. You know what I mean? Like I can deal with what I need to deal with. Yeah. But it's when I think of that. Um, so um, let's see here. Mo, can I just say though, like I agree with you about that whole thing about not wanting to be the epicenter. I also feel that's one area where I'm a little frustrated for people because I feel like in, in a way we've almost put shame attached to COVID and, I and, and, I, and I hate that because, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, this thing has ripped through the world. And yeah. now granted, if you're the person who went to the, you know, the big rave with 500 people with no masks on, well, okay, maybe I could give you a little bit, but on the other side of the coin, there's a lot of people out there who it's just happening and, yeah. you know, yeah. they're doing, they're doing all the right things, or at least they feel like they're trying to be the best they can. Right, right. Absolutely. I totally so, get that. That does concern me a bit. So, Nancy, I, you know, I feel like over the past four years, we've really, you know, we've gotten to know each other. And I feel like um, maybe I, I feel like I don't, I don't want to miss something for other people to learn about you. So um, if there's anything that I'm missing, please let me know. But I'm wondering, um, you know, I've learned so much working with you on the Women's Conference um, about you. And I love watching um, as we move through that and we evolve how, you know, you and I have evolved yeah. through that and um, that experience. And I'm wondering in that kind of realm of thinking over the last 12 months, you know, let's, let's leave COVID behind us now for a moment, but what is the biggest lesson that you have learned in the last 12 months? What's the biggest lesson I've learned in the past 12 months? I could think about that question for days. Okay, maybe we but, need to. <laughs> but the other thing, but I guess one of the things I will say is that, you know, as I mentioned, I've been at Elms for just about 10 years now, and I'm in my third role at mm. Elms. And mm. so I literally moved into this position as the Director of Graduate and Continuing Education Admission, um, not this past July, but the July before. Oh my God, it's already? Yeah, so, so it's wow. been a little bit over a year. And so I guess I would, I'd like to go there from my learning process. Um, you know, I've had, I've had a team before, but it had been a while. And having this team and recognizing the growth that I've had in, the, in my leadership style makes me so happy. Mm -hmm. um, because back in my young career, when I was um, leading a team at a recruiting firm, I definitely had more of an old style management where I was kind of like, do it because I said so a little bit. Oh, yeah. and, and, and even in training, in training like new recruiters how to do their jobs, I, I don't think that I was very patient. And I don't think that I was very good with like really giving in-depth instruction and detail to make them the best that they could be, to help them be the best that they could be. Whereas now I'm, I am so proud and thankful for like, part of this is because, by the way, I got my MBA at Elms College, um, but just the, the learning that I've done and the self-development that I've done over the past, you know, half dozen years. Um, now this year, I can see a, a lot of it coming to fruition. How I discuss things with people, how I train, how I lead, what I, what I leave up to others to make decisions about, um, how I come back to them if we need to regroup about something. Um, I still have, I'm, I'm still, I have a very strong personality. Um, I definitely know what I want when I want it. And sometimes that can still fly up um, and, and people can misunderstand it. Mm. But I definitely am, again, so pleased with 
the way that we've brought this team together and watching how different people have, who've been, some of them have been at Elms for a while and have had to learn to work with me, you know, right. new leadership style, new management, um, yeah. and have seen the, like the positivity coming from them in how we are all coming together. Do you think that there's a certain level of growing into the comfort of being a leader, being, being that leader? Yes. I love that. Yes. I mean, the growth that goes yeah. around it. I, 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 I wasn't this person in my young career. I, I still had the Nancy personality. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, it's funny when I was in the recruiting world, the person who owned the company, whenever we, we would have clients come from all over the country to interview these young men and women coming out of the military, and then we would always take them out to dinner. And it, it didn't matter who brought that company to town. I was always the extra person. If it was my company, one thing, but if it was somebody else, they're like, oh, Nancy, would you come to dinner with us too? Because I, I just... Like I, I'm comfortable in that environment. I'm comfortable getting to know. And, and although one of the other funny things, I'm switching the topic here for a second, Mo. But That's one okay. of the funny things about with my style is that I also get uh, personal quickly. And, and I don't mean down and dirty personal. I mean just personal in the sense of, you know, oh, I know that you have three kids and I know that you sail and I know that, you know, like I like to find that stuff out about people because it makes me feel more connected to them. Well, it builds trust and I think authenticity and you're curious and that's what makes life exciting. That's what yes. makes dealing with people exciting. You know, I find myself doing that as well to the extent, however, which is this is not a good thing. It's like, you, you know, you, you give me your name and it goes whoosh because I'm going... <laughs> I'm like, what was that name? Somebody repeat that guy's name. I don't remember. But yeah, Funny. I get that totally. Yeah. So uh, we're going to be wrapping it up here in a little bit, Nancy. But before we do um, sign off, I wanted to, are you a reader? I am a reader. Are you currently reading anything that we need to know about? Oh, you know, I, to be quite honest, I'm not reading something specific right now because uh, you got a pile I'm, of papers to read. Well, I'm I'm currently reading um, the New Principles of Management book <laughs> because I'm teaching another class. <laughs> but you know, here's here's the funny thing. So one not going to run out and get that one. No, one of the things I love about Elms also. Um, is that we really do keep up with to everything that's going on in today and moving forward. Um, and when I, when I opened this new, because this is our, it's our new book, and I will tell you that I'm not somebody who likes to just go book-wise when I teach a class, but the first sentence in the first chapter says, whoever thought that Bon Jovi would last for more than 10 years? And I was like, okay, this is going to be amazing because it's starting out with Bon Jovi. There <laughs> you go. <laughs> Although do, one, your, do your students even know who Bon Jovi is? That is the funny thing that you just said that, Mo, because I was talking to one of the other professors who teaches this class in a different model than I am teaching it. And he's like, by the way, you're going to have to tell him who Bon Jovi is. I'm right? Like, really? <laughs> when I first started at Elms, I was putting together a presentation about like for career and resume, and I was going into first year student class, and I wanted to use, I used the quote, show me the money, when I was talking about something, because I thought that they would know what it was, and I'm like, oh no, they don't know that that's a Jerry Maguire, <laughs> a Jerry Maguire line. <laughs> oh dear. Oh my. So oh funny. dear. So I well, don't have Nancy, a specific book for you right now. Sorry. Well, that's okay. That's, that was perfect. Um, I want to thank you for taking the time to chat with me today. Um, it's so good to see you um, and sharing uh, more about yourself and more about Elms, Our Lady of the Elms um, College. And um, where can people, uh, where should they go if they're looking yeah. to further their education or begin their education or whatever? Thank you. With, well, yes, here, so here's my 30-second elevator pitch, right? 
Um, so at this point, Elms College has over 30 graduate and certificate programs in lots of different arenas, everything from MBA programs to um, biomedical science programs, education. Uh, I would love to talk to anyone who's thinking about graduate education. I can give you my email address, which is davisn at elms.edu. You also can look at elms.edu on the website and that'll pull up our website and you can go right into graduate admission. Um, if you happen to be somebody who is completing an associate's degree or has recently completed associate's degree, you can also look at our continuing education page, which you can get in touch with me about too, um, so that we have all of our program, we have many, many programs that take someone who has an associate's degree or is close to completing one and help them get their bachelor's degree. Nice, nice. So, and just to highlight, so the reason why you want to look at ELMS is for that connection, that small classroom setting, the, uh, the fact that you will have everybody at your fingertips, anyone that you need to connect with to help you have a better experience in your education, to move it forward, to get into your next job, to get into your career field, and to move yourself forward. So we would love to talk to you. Nice. And I would like to thank you and um, Our Lady of the Elms for your support through membership in East Hampton Chamber. That's really important to us. So thank you so much for that. Thank you, Mo. And um, on a deeper, well, not a deeper, but another level, um, I thank you for your friendship and your support in my journey and beyond. Um, I also would like to thank East Hampton Media for their partnership in uh, putting this together and encouraging me to always shoot for the stars, which is lovely. And if you'd like to learn more about the Chamber of Commerce, the East Hampton Chamber, you can find us at easthamptonchamber.org. And we would be delighted to chat with you. And until our next time, thanks so much for stopping in. Mo, thank you so much.